If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar. Do you find yourself caring for children or older parents or other family members in addition to all the caregiving you do here at Nemours? You are not alone. In fact, there's a new associate resource group, an ARG, to address the needs of the caregivers among us. Those with the 91-year-old mother with multiple medical appointments, or the 28-year-old adult child struggling with a mental health issue, or whatever your situation might be. This new caregiver ARG wants your input and stands ready to help. Scott Smith is a chaplain at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Wilmington. He joins me today to discuss this new resource, and we start by defining the term caregiver in this context. So caregiver intentionally is broad, right? So some of us are caregivers for our children. Some of us are caregivers for our parents or other loved ones. Some have abilities that are difficult. So they have a lot more challenges than others. Uh, Some of us are caregivers because that's what our job does. So, for example, if you're a nurse, you're automatically a caregiver every day. You're giving care to our patients and their families. Uh, Some of us, like myself, are caregivers to our caregivers. So I spend a lot of my time caring for our doctors and nurses and other staff. So caregiver is, is quite broad, and that's intentional for us. The other interesting part is that caregivers, today you might feel like you are one because of the needs in your family and tomorrow you don't. So for example, right now, I don't really feel like I have any caregiving responsibilities in my home. My kids are grown, they're out of the house. I'm not caring for aging parents. So I don't consider myself a caregiver in that term, but I am because of the work that I do. And um, maybe in six months or a year from now, I will be a caregiver to a a grandchild or to an adult parent and so my identity as a in the caregiver ARG can kind of change, which is a little different from some of our other caregivers in the ARG. You can't really just decide that you're not of uh, an Asian American or you know something like that. Now you ch- may choose not to identify in that way for whatever reason, but for the most part, you don't really hop in or out of group identity in the other ARGs. So ours is kind of unique in that way. So it's a very broad, like you mentioned, a very broad definition. It includes parents. It does. Grandparents? Yes. Yes. Because you never know what that's going to be. You may end up raising your grandchildren as well. What are some of the stresses generally that caregivers have when they try to do that life balance of work life versus caregiving life versus home life? One of those is the financial burden. And so that's always one, you know, especially if their loved one has special needs or special adaptive materials that they need, where um, how we're going to pay for this is a lot of the time the question. And so those are one of the needs that caregivers have. Caregivers don't have a lot of time to themselves. 
you know, the, they're working and when they're done working, they go home and get dinner ready and they get everybody ready for bed or settled for the night or whatever the case may be. And, and most of the time they're so exhausted, they fall right into bed. They don't even have time for themselves. And so for us, uh, and I think self-care is one of the biggest things that we think of that caregivers need. And so we try to encourage one another to have that self-care, which honestly, it's tough when you're trying to give care to others, their kind of priority. Sometimes the job, you know, if they need to get off for a doctor's appointment or for a special appointment, Sometimes the job just doesn't work. If you're a nurse, you can't just leave in the middle of your shift to to do that. So you've got to take off the whole day and things like that. So, you know, there are a lot of challenges that, that caregivers have. Are there fears that caregivers have as well in association with their caregiving and their ability to continue to not only work, but be productive and excellent associates when they're in Nemours facilities? Yeah, I think if... If our caregivers were honest in those moments where they can feel vulnerable, they would say a lot of those things that I, you know, number one, I fear that I'm not doing good enough for my loved one, right? I'm not, I'm not spending enough time for them because I have to work. I think they also fear that I'm not spending enough time at work because I'm caring for my loved one. I, I don't have the emotional energy or the uh, intellectual energy to work. So sometimes I'm preoccupied when I work or something like that. And they feel guilty about that because almost everybody at Nemours are those type of employees that want to do the best and want to be the best. And so, yeah, they, they sometimes have those fears. A lot of times they fear, am I going to have enough time off? Like, my mom or my dad is, has been in the hospital for six weeks, so I needed to take time off. Am I going to have enough time to either do vacation with my own family or, you know, is my FMLA going to run out and am I going to lose my job over the fact that I have have to caregive? And, and some of them, do I really want to continue working, right? You know, a lot of them only continue working because the financially they have to for insurance purposes or for that extra money that, uh, or maybe it's not even extra, maybe they're the, the sole provider. And so there are a lot of fears that when we talk to caregivers, they don't always let us know that those are their fears right off the bat. Sometimes you have to kind of allow them to feel comfortable to say that. Sometimes they feel like, I'm not going to be there if something happens to my caregiver because I'm here at work. So maybe I have somebody that comes and helps during the day or I hire an agency or something. But if something were to happen, they're still going to feel guilty that they weren't there if something really dire had happened to their loved one. So there's all kinds of fears as well as other emotions, you know, anger, you know, a lot of times those who are caregiving don't always appreciate the caregiving or or they may have medical issues that don't allow them to kind of think clearly. And so they maybe lash out and, you know, yell at you as a caregiver. And here I am you know, basically doing two jobs, one during the day and one during the night. And here you are. You can't even treat me well. And so there's a lot of anger and, and fear and resentment. Um, there's a lot, a lot of joy, though. You know, all of us want to think, you know what, I, you know, I love my mother, I love my father, I love my kids, and um, or what other loved ones that we're caring for. And so there's joy in doing that as well. Uh, but sometimes that joy is overshadowed by all the other emotions and fears and, and struggles. How can we as Nemours Associates better support the people around us who are caregivers to children, grandchildren, parents, other family members? That's a fantastic question because I think um, that's really the reason that we started the Caregivers ARG is to to find a place where people could find support. I think that with 
with the caregivers ARG, that gives you a place to be able to know that I can come and be safe. I can talk about these things. Uh, I can share all those fears. And then, you know, like you said, with the jobs, the fear of the job things, you know, you have others who are around you who might be able to take up a little slack for you to kind of help you out in that regard. Or you might have a good team that is around you that says, listen, go take care of your mom. We'll figure out how to do the rest of this this week and kind of help one another. The challenge to that is that it then wears on the whole team. And so uh, we do have to be careful about that. But it is a, it is a challenge for caregivers. So talk about the ARG itself. It's, it's rather new. When did it start? We actually tried to start before the COVID hit. And it just kind of we had so many other things going on and it probably was necessary even more during the whole COVID time. But because of our needs as a hospital and others, we just really didn't have quite the same amount of time. But um, we've kind of restarted it here in the last six months. And uh, we're trying to find a regular time that fits a lot of people's needs. We're also looking into maybe doing an evening group and a daytime group to accommodate uh, folks that uh, maybe can't do the daytimes. Uh, Also, a lot of our clinical associates, you know, they work seven to seven. And so it's hard to get away to do that. So we're looking into options. We're trying to find ways that will help as many people as possible. Uh, And again, you know, this is I speak mainly from my experience here at AIDHC, but if if you're in Florida or you're at one of our satellite sites and you need the support of an ARG, then we'll find ways to connect you with us and we'll find ways to either give you additional support because we don't want anybody to feel, again, that's the whole purpose, right? We don't want you to feel alone. We want you to have this group of folks who have either been caregivers or want to support you. So we're still kind of new to this process. We have a great team. Uh, Rosanna and Damaris and Danny have kind of taken on the leadership role. Uh, Mark Mumford and Aaron Carpenter are our leadership allies, both of whom I think have kind of an understanding of what caregiving means in their own lives as well. And so they very much support the work that we're doing and uh, kind of have their own ties to it. So we, we're continuing to find ways uh, to grow the ARG. We want people to be involved and we want people to kind of have some input on, on how we can be a better ARG for them. How do you envision this ARG, say, six months down the line, even a year down the line? What are your goals and aspirations for this group? I can speak for myself, but I, you know, I'd really love to ask some of the others. Um, but I think one of the things, we want to be uh, a place where people can come and be encouraged by one another, can feel safe by one another, can talk openly about their anger, fears, frustrations, um, and, and they can be known. You know, I think of Cheers, the bar that, you know, everybody knows your name and you walk in the door and you just feel comfortable. And I'd love for it to feel like that. But I also want it to be a place where we are, we're actually trying to make some change at Nemours on on finding ways to help our caregivers. You know, whether that be uh, allowing people to, to job share, where that way they don't feel like they're going to lose their job. Maybe they have to go to part-time in order to do it, but at least they keep feeling like they have some functional um, work to do and things like that, or finding other ways that we can care for caregivers. Um, you know, little things such as family leave. Uh, the family FMLA is great, right? But after that, what happens? So are there other ways? Uh, some places and countries do paternal um, leave whenever they have a baby. So, we, you know, we, our group is kind of looking into other options and things to see if we can encourage Nemours to uh, help uh, to care for our caregivers in those ways. 
I want to look at the benefits package as it stands right now. You talked about paternal leave and some things you would, you know, aspirationally like to see on the table and discussed and maybe even implemented. What's in place now for somebody who's a caregiver to get support in addition to this new ARJ? Right. Yeah, Nemours is very generous with things. Uh, the The first thing that I usually talk to people about is the employee assistance program. So resources for living. That's the first place I tell people to go. Number one, you know, you get four free confidential sessions for any issue that's going on in your life. And if you need more than that, then there, then your um, medical benefits can help pay for some of those too. But, but I utilize that myself because I think it's really important. But I also tell people, go use it. That's something that Nemours, they really value it. it. Within Resources for Living, there are all kinds of resources. You can go to the website. You can do some of your own reading. The challenge for caregivers is, again, they don't have the time to do those things. So they want something quick that they can go grab. So that's one of the things that the the ARG might be able to help do. We can kind of be a grab-and-go place where you can grab quick resources. But in addition to that, the, the peer support program. So Nemours has a wonderful new peer support program where, you know, maybe you're struggling. It it doesn't have to be work-related. It can be personal-related, but those peers might have some insight in helping you. We tend to think of it as being work-related, but it could be something else. Our pastoral care team, of course, I'm a part of that, but we're in the building here at AIDHC 24-7 generally. And so in an urgent need, if you need somebody to talk to right now, you can talk to us. And I always tell people, call the hospital operator and just ask, can I talk to the pastoral care person on call? They'll put you right through to our phone. And so you have access to us immediately. And you know, we're not to be used necessarily in place of the EAP or the peer support, but maybe together um, as a support team. And then, you know, there are other people in the in the hospital. Again, that's the ARG as we grow. You'll get to see, oh, they had caregiving responsibilities. They might know what I'm going through. And so, you know, we don't wear badges that say, hey, I'm a caregiver. And so because of that, you don't always know, but uh, it gives you a chance to uh, to reach out by using the caregiver ARG. So there are probably other resources that Nemours has, too, that, that I'm not aware of. Um, but those are just a place to start. In terms of the culture, why is it important for the caregivers among us to be cared for and to care for themselves? I mean, that's a fantastic question. The Most of the people who come to Nemours come with these huge hearts to care for others. And because of that, sometimes to their own detriment, they give more to others than they give to themselves and to their own families. And, you know, truthfully, that that individuals, we have to be responsible for our own care in that regard. Um, so we've got to be able to take t- the time to do the self-care. I mean, your boss can't say, hey, it's 10 o'clock. You really should go to bed early tonight because you had a really long day. You know, it's you that stays up, right? So we have to be responsible for our own care and self-care and that kind of thing. But, you know, Nemours wants to help. Um, that's That's what the, the culture is we're helping all the time, all these other caregivers. So it's funny that we use the word caregiver, but we also use that term for the moms and dads who are coming into our hospital as caregiver. And, and so we understand caregiving. We give our lives to, to serve those other caregivers. So that's why it's really important. I think the culture of Nemours is to care for the caregiver. Sometimes we don't know how to do that. Sometimes we don't know how to ask for it, to advocate for it. And that's where the caregiver ARG, I think, is going to be beneficial in helping all of us understand that a little better. And caregivers tend to put themselves and their own self-care sort of down at the bottom of the to-do list. 
very last usually, right? And until they get hospitalized themselves or until they, I mean, many, many times people will say, well, yeah, I know I need to go to the doctor for this, but I'll do that after we deal with my mom's illness or we can deal that with mom after mom gets out of hospice or something like that. And, you know, I, I, I get that. I understand it completely, but I also you know, I want to say, well, you can't help others until you help yourself. I think of the airline mask, it, when it comes down, if there's an emergency, when they tell you anytime you're flying, it says, put your mask on first, and then you help others. And I use that over and over again, because we really need to realize that I've got to have my mask on first. And sometimes that means I put my mask on, I breathe, I take the mask off to go do my task and I come back and I put my mask on and then, you know, I'm holding my breath the whole time. I, I get it. But we really do have to have a culture where we, we learn to take care of ourselves first. We're looking out for one another. I think most associates at Nemours are looking out for their coworkers. They're trying to make sure that they're okay. But it's also, I think a lot of times to go back to another question, the fears and things, my fear is, you know, to tell my coworkers that I have this need, you know? And so I tell coworkers all the time, if you have somebody that you know that's a caregiver, just you know, drop off a meal over at their house. Yeah, you have to add allergies and things like that, but or or give them gift cards and say, hey, so you don't have to cook dinner tonight. This will save you a couple of hours of cooking and cleaning. You know, even if you're just carrying out to bring home, because you know you're probably not taking your you know, somebody who's sick out to a hospital, but restaurant gift cards where they can carry in. You know, mowing the grass offering to go sit with the person's loved one for them for a little while, um, things like that. And the caregivers don't always know how to ask. Caregivers don't, they don't really think to ask because they're so focused on doing their own tasks. Um, and so I think, you know, there are lots of ways that you can care for your coworkers who are going through that caregiving responsibilities. And it takes a little effort and time and sometimes money to help others. But uh, we do that every day here at Nemours. I think you touched on this briefly, but to drive home the point, having caregivers who are healthy and in the moment and able to serve our children and families ultimately makes for a better experience and hopefully better outcomes for the children we serve. Without a doubt. I I have the privilege of training chaplains here, and I tell them over and over again, we don't get to be the doctors and nurses who care for our children, but we get to care for those doctors and nurses and therapists and EVS workers and physical therapists, you know, everybody else who's directly caring for them. We get to care for them. And I use those terms that we can make them to be their best selves so that when they go to care give, their outcomes are better and, the, uh, you know, everybody's in a better place. And so I think you're right. I think that's that's key. So finally today, what progress has been made here at Nemours toward easing the burden of caregivers? And what do you think still needs to be done? All of us know that Nemours is an amazing place. Part of who we are is supporting others. And, and we know that's a priority. But there's always a chance for improvement, right? And so, you know, I think that one of the things that the ARG can help with and one of the, the ways that I think people can get involved in the ARG is to help us know uh, these are some areas that, that would have really helped me or that will really help me. And these are some things that Nemours could do. We talked about paternity earlier. You know, that might be something we get we champion as a an ARG and say, hey, we really think this is a really important thing to give some kind of paternal leave. 
maybe we take get a proposal and we put it together and and maybe Nemours looks at it and says you know what this is too much but maybe we can do something else right but it it's a way that we can start asking those questions as an ARG to say you know these are the things that we've seen as caregivers and that would be helpful it may not i mean Nemours can't do everything no organization can do all of those things but if we could find some that were beneficial or more beneficial to our associates you know job sharing as we talked about or other things there there are probably many others that nobody's ever thought of and so we need people to join the ARG to help us to think through ways that we can propose to Nemours hey these are some things that we see that could make us better as as employees that can make us better at caring for the children that are here and for the families that come here. Scott Smith is a chaplain at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Wilmington. Thanks so much to Scott for being part of the podcast this time around. Now, if you're looking to become a part of the Caregiver ARG, or maybe you need assistance from them, you can email them, caregivers at nemours.org. Yes, that has an S on it, caregivers at nemours.org. Here's another email address for you to write down right now podcast at nemours.org. That's podcast at nemours.org. It is to this email that you send feedback on this podcast as well as your story ideas. And thank you. And thank you to Peter Adebi and Deborah Griffin for all of their support and assistance in the production of today's podcast. You can get the podcast in so many places, including Nemoursnet and the Nemours Now app, as well as any place you find podcasts generally, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You may also ask your smart speaker to play the Champions for Children podcast. Join us next time when we'll be talking with Drs. William and Stuart McKenzie about their Nemours journey, which started in 1987 with a trip across North America in a diesel GM station wagon that broke down. We'll also talk about their clinical work in the field of skeletal dysplasia. On behalf of Scott Smith, I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, stay safe, stay well. And thank you for all you do for the children and families we serve.